This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. Welcome to the Grow Your Business and Grow Your Wealth podcast with Gary Helt. Gary is an expert in helping business owners put together a plan that will provide a better future for their businesses, themselves, and their families. On the podcast, Gary interviews other professionals who share his vision, and together they share secrets and strategies any business owner can use to build a better financial foundation for your business and your life. Hey, welcome back to the podcast this week. My guest is Ariana Dindial, and she's an attorney with Baker Hosteller. Welcome, Ariana. Thank you. Good morning, Gary. So thanks for having me. Appreciate your time. What what made you decide to get into law? Well, um, it was a number of things. I always wanted to be a lawyer when I was a kid. Um, it was something that interested me. Uh you know, seeing lawyers on TV, seeing lawyers in action um, here and there in the public just was something that it, it felt like advocating felt natural to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kept it in the back of my mind. And as I went through high school and college, I just took on internships and different opportunities that could um, introduce me to the field of law. Um, I was fortunate enough to meet many mentors along the way that um shaped how I thought about it, gave me really good advice on how to approach it. Um, I was the first person to uh, attend law school in my family. So it was a a journey that required a lot of trailblazing and a lot of really good advice from really smart people who were um, good leaders. And, you know, after figuring it out, I said to myself, well, you know what, I could do this. I think I could be good at it. I think it would be, you know, a good fit for me. And so I went and I did it. And I've I've been having a great time ever since. It's been six years of practice, six good years. That's great. So before you got to Baker Hosteller, though, you worked in the court system um, and, and got some experience there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, so after graduating law school, I worked for the New York City Law Department, um, Office of the Corporation Council for a year and a half. Uh, there, I worked in the commercial and real estate litigation division. Um, after that, I worked in the U.S. federal court, um, so the Eastern District of Pennsylvania. I worked as a law clerk um, for a federal judge there for one year. Um, and then I returned to New York City and started private practice at Baker. So, you know, you're, you're one of the things that you do now is, is a lot of litigation and preparation for litigation. But another thing you're doing um, is artificial intelligence. 
Yes. Um, so I am part of Baker House Settlers litigation practice, um, but I do uh, work with some colleagues in the emerging tech team. Um, we conduct research, we write articles, um, service clients um, that have uh, needs related to legal tech. Right. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, with, with, with AI um, kind of they're using it, but they don't know they're using it. Um, and I think that that's one of the things that, that in business, a lot of people um, are trying to use it because obviously economically, you know, it, it's it's uh, beneficial to them. But from the the other side, the consumer facing side, you know, there there a lot of people don't know that they're using it. Um, can you give us, you know, some examples of, of that? Sure. Um, so I'm sure by now everyone has seen either an article, maybe you've heard a podcast, maybe you've read a book or at least spoken to someone about AI. It's everywhere. Um, it's grown exponentially in the past several years. Um, but, but even before that, I think it's important to realize that AI was there, just not as um, up and coming as it is now. Um, and that's why um, in our everyday lives, you might be interacting with AI and not realize it. Um, so one example I like to give um, is that when you call uh, the customer service hotline of any major mm -hmm. business, whether it be Verizon or Con Ed or AT&T or whatever, um, usually you don't get to speak to a live person right away, right? Like you speak to an automated system. They help filter out, um, you know, customers' needs. Do you need help with your credit card or do you need help with your checking account? Do you need help with something else? Uh, or if it's none of these things, do you just need to speak with a representative? Um, those little things, um, you know, certain aspects of buying something at, at the store, the credit card machine, you know, there's AI everywhere. Um, those little things have become part of our daily lives where people no longer really think about it, right? Um, but now that AI has uh, started this revolution where it's becoming exponentially growing into an even bigger part of our daily lives, there is this reaction um, from consumers that um, is a little bit like a distrust towards AI. It's a little bit negative. Um, and we actually have a term for that. It's called the uncanny valley. It is this experience that people have where they are interacting with AI, but they don't think about it or they don't realize it. And then once they do, suddenly they have this negative feeling. Like perhaps they feel they were fooled, deceived. Um, and so that describes this um, initial feeling that AI is kind of putting out there that might not be so great, right? Um, and I think as we progress and as we talk about it more, there's less of that negativity associated with AI, but it's something um, to bring up, especially as we work to introduce AI into small businesses and everyday processes of, of our lives. Right. Now, is there, um, is there a, a, you know, in, in the tax world, obviously we have the IRS code and things like that, 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 that regulate a lot of what we do. Um, is there anything like that with law at this point on AI? So no, nothing like the IRS tax code. That's a well-known established code. AI um, in its early phases, I, I wouldn't say that there is established law out there. Um, instead, we, we call it soft law. 
um, okay. which is soft law is more of like an advisory type of law as opposed to a hardcore regulation like the U.S. tax code. And what that does um, for us as uh, practitioners and for others as, you know, small business owners is sort of just guides how we interpret AI as we go. Um, you know, there are some legislatures out there, some state legislatures that have stepped up to address how AI uh, is inter should interact with people, with businesses. Um, but um, for the for the most part, a lot of this type of legislation is still in the works. It's been introduced, it's been drafted, it's definitely been thought about, researched, discussed, um, but it's not hard law just yet. So I guess in, in on the, the business side of things um, and the soft laws and stuff like that that you're talking about, um, if I'm using AI in my business, um, what are some of the issues? I mean, besides the the consumer feeling, hey, I'm stuck in this, you know, this phone maze forever type thing. What are some of the things that I need to think about as a business owner to protect myself? Yes. Um, so what you need, there's a, there's a number of things that you need to think about and the way business owners, I think, should go about educating themselves about this are to read the literature out there. Um, there's some really good stuff out there that's been prepared by people who are in the industry, who are on the ground interviewing um, technology leaders, corporations, um, educators, to understand what the issues are with AI and how they will be addressed. Um, one such good resource is the US Chamber of Commerce um, report that um, would was referenced, I believe, in the materials that might go out to listeners. Um, it is a summary report that uh, that is written by the U.S. Chambers of Commerce um, AI Commission. So that is the Chambers Commission on Artificial Intelligence, Competitiveness, Inclusion, and Innovation. Um, and they've issued several recommendations um, surrounding AI and several uh, pillars of AI regulation. And what these are meant, designed to do is sort of educate the public and educate uh, those who will be making laws regarding AI about what we should be thinking about. And so that trickles down all the way to uh, people and small business owners and you know lawyers and everybody who's working in the space, right? Like, so we have to all be thinking about the same things. That's how we sort of get ahead of the curve and like introduce it properly into our businesses and into our lives. Now, what about, uh, I mean, you know, everybody, you know, we, we all get the, the, the uh, privacy notices from our credit card companies and all these people, you know, throughout the, throughout the year. And it seems like it's once a year type thing from a, from an AI standpoint, if, if a business is using AI for this, is this something that they need to worry about, about notifying um, you know, their, their consumers about? Um, well, it's certainly something to think about. Um, it depends on the individual and their, the facts of what's going on, um, in their, in their business. But, uh, the way that AI interacts with consumers is something that is, um, it speaks to transparency, right? It speaks right. to, um, how we are talking about it, how we are, disclosing uh, when AI is to be used. Um, is it being used the right way? Is it being used ethically? 
is it a proper task for an a, 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 an artificial intelligence uh, robot to do or or not? Um, in terms of like, should you be worried? Well, you should certainly be thinking about it, right? Because it's something that is on the horizon. And as the new literature and as the new laws come into effect, those will be something that it would it would apply to. Okay. And then um, what about the disclosure? Do Does there have to be disclosure made um, to the consumer that AI is being used? Um, well, that is a question for um, that that relates to what each state's law would okay. be, right? Um, and and that's something that you'd have to look into based on where your business is located and what exactly you're using the AI for. So, so at this point, there's not a, a, a federal mandate or anything on that. Everybody needs to look at their, their what their state law is on this. Um, yes, but um, more, I would say instead of putting it that way, that everybody needs to look at what their state law is, everybody right. should just be aware of what's going on in the industry. Okay. Uh, read the news, read articles, um, you know, consult your professionals who, who you, you trust to operate a business. Those types of things um, are, I would say, is more how we should be thinking about it. Okay. Um, I think the the article and the stuff that you're talking about with the U.S. Chamber is definitely a, a good resource. I just I think that so many people, you know, again, like we talked about at the beginning, it's like are using AI or they're even with their um, businesses that they're doing stuff with are using AI and people don't realize it. So I think it's it's one of those things. I think this is a big big education moment for everybody um, that are that are. Going, going to be or are using AI in their business now. Um, what are what are some of the issues um, that you see? I don't even know. Have you guys had any um, uh, gone to court on any of these issues at this point? I personally haven't. Okay. Um, yeah, I haven't. But um... You know, it's because, as I said, like it's an emerging industry. Right. So, um, you know, there's more and more cases out there. There are news articles about there. And it's just how AI is building into the litigation system. Um, but no, I personally haven't gotcha. had a case like that. What, what are, for what you know at this point, what are some of the mistakes that you see business owners making with AI? Um, well, that's a, that's a, that's a hard question, right? Because I wouldn't necessarily, um, consider, consider them mistakes. Okay. Um, and I, and I wouldn't necessarily say that I've advised businesses that, you know, have made mistakes per se. Um, but what, maybe what a better way to approach it is like, what are the challenges with respect to AI? Um, and, and how can, businesses account for those challenges and sort of prepare for them. One, like we discussed, is the uncanny valley where consumers may not always have a positive reaction right. to AI that they're dealing with. Um, another is uh, how to introduce AI in such a way that it does not cause a jolting effects on the workforce. Mm -hmm. um, so the U.S. Chambers of Commerce report actually discusses the workforce and how preparing the workforce is something that we really should be thinking about. 
Um, it should be like an evidence-based approach. People should be educated about the AI that they're using. It should be one with the workforce, in other words. That's at least our goal. Right. Um, so there's, we anticipate and we hope to see a lot of educational programs for workers um, that will have to get used to this new normal, where previously maybe you've done 100% of a task by yourself as a human. In the future, maybe that task might be automated up to 50% or more. Or maybe the entire task is automated. And then the issues become, what do you do as a worker skilled at this job, who's, which job is now being taken over by AI? What does that worker do to you know, further advance his career and his life? Right. Um, so those types of things we should definitely be thinking about um, to anticipate for what's going to happen when we have to accept this new normal. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, again, because this is such a, a, a new a new topic, and I mean, yes, we've been using AI for a while, but it's such a new topic and, and it's almost, you know, like, like we're out exploring at this point because we don't know what, um, you know, I haven't seen cases um, on this and, and people suing or, or anything like that. Um, so it, it's all kind of new. So it's trying to trying to figure this out, like you said, you know, what's the, what's the new norm, um, you know, with it and, and how are people going to use this in the future in their businesses? Yes, I would, I totally agree with that. Um, and it, and it can be a little bit like scary, right? Um, you know, it's something new is happening. It's just out there. Nobody knows what to do. There's no hard rules. Like there's no bulleted point list. This is what you do as a business owner to, uh, you know, adapt. Um, but, but I would say that with, with several positive goals in mind, mm -hmm. AI is meant to be something I think that, that has a positive effect on, on everyone, on, including small businesses, right? It's designed or we're at least trying to create a world where it's designed to make things more efficient. And these bad things about AI where, you know, it's unpredictable or it's, it's not something that can be trusted. We're right. also trying to work towards um, a future where these bad things don't hurt us or they don't have such a negative effect on our businesses, right? Um, flexibility, collegiality, proportionality, being neutral, unbiased. Um, those are things. There's also a lot of literature out there about how uh, businesses, corporations use AI to sort of filter through resumes, right? Like automated employment decision-making tools. These types of tools are meant to be positive, but of course, you many listeners just hearing that concept probably have concerns like, Filtering resumes, right. not a person doing it. Like, let's let's think about that. Let's take a step back. Yeah. And I, I think the thing that people have to understand too is AI is still, it's not 100%. It still makes mistakes, but it's being used to help filter through things to narrow it down. Um, like you were talking about when you were ca calling customer service. It's like, okay, instead of having somebody on the phone, and how long it takes to get a discussion going on, it's more, okay, what do you need? Okay, here's here's three choices you pick, and then from there it goes. Um, but I also look at it from a, um, a business flow standpoint, mm -hmm. and lots of times um, 
you know, with that, it it makes mistakes. It doesn't read because part of it is depends on the the quality of the document that's being given. Um, and if everything's not in the same format, then you know it's not going to read it properly. But you got the same problem when you have humans doing it; they make mistakes also. Um, so I think that that's one of the things that, that people have to think about with it is it's not going to be a hundred percent at least. Not now. Um, it may be in the future. Right. Um, and that's that's an important point, right? Because um, you're, you're right in that we're in the early stages. So, of course, it's not perfect now. Um, but that gives us an opportunity, right? Like, it's not perfect. So now we can put in our, uh, our own interests um, into the process of developing it. Right, right. Um. Ariana, we've kind of covered a lot of stuff. And again, it's, it's, this is so new. So it's, um, I'm sure there's going to be many, many more discussions about this going forward. But what have I not asked you that you wish I had? Ah, well, that's, a, that's always a tough one, because you ask really good questions. Um, I think, I don't know that there's a question that I wish you'd ask that you didn't. But one important takeaway that I always like to leave listeners or viewers with is that um, you can never read too much and you can never learn too much. Um, don't be afraid of, of AI, you know, welcome it, embrace it and understand what's really going on out there. Um, right. Some of it is complicated and some of it may be a little bit, um, you know, hard to understand, may not be digestible, but um, I promise that practitioners are really trying to put stuff out there, good literature, good articles. Um, so, so read as much as you can and, and really welcome, welcome the change, right? Because it is designed to be something positive. And as we see more of it in the workforce, in our jobs, um, in, in businesses, um, the more, you know, the better, right? The more educated you can be, the better off you'll be because you'll be able to make educated decisions when the time, when the time comes to do so. Right. I appreciate that. Um, if people like what they what they've heard today and they would like to talk to you, how can they reach you? Um, sure, uh, I'm available on LinkedIn. Um, Ariana Dindial. You can just see the spelling of my name or the link to my LinkedIn profile um, in the notes um, associated with the podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to uh, meet anyone who's listened and who's heard anything that they would like to know more of. Um, I think this is such a fun and interesting topic. So um, I always welcome any conversation about it. Appreciate it. Thank you for your time today. Um, I think that our, our listeners, you know, again, I, like we keep saying, it's like this is something that's just emerging now um, type thing, and there's going to be a lot more to it. So I think it's one of those things that, that, that um, we need to keep coming back to and educating ourselves on. Absolutely. Great. I agree. Thank you for having me, Gary. It's great that you do this podcast and it's great that you've raised this topic today. Um, I think lots of people are wondering about it um, and, and it's a really cool thing to talk about. I always love talking about AI. Great. Thank you. This week, our guest was Ariana Dendiao and she's with uh, Baker Hostetler. Thank you. And I'll see you guys next week. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.